Yes, folks. Hello, welcome along once again to the Left Wing Back Show live on this bank holiday Monday. Hope you're all keeping well and you had a very enjoyable weekend. Um, we have a good bit to go through as always, and just to mention that the show is brought to you in association with On Point Performance Analysis. Uh, we thank Ian once again for uh, coming on and giving us a, a dig out and um, just to throw it out there in terms of how you get in touch with On Point Performance Analysis. That's the uh, uh, email address, as you can see on the screen there, onpointperformanceanalysis at gmail.com. And uh, you will get them on social media there as well, providing uh, video and analysis solutions to uh, sporting teams of all levels. Uh, yeah, so thanks once again to Eno and thanks to you for uh, tuning in. Uh, Christy Bulger and Tommy Wogan join us as always. How are you going, lads? How are you going, Kev? I'll stand in the middle here now and referee this one. Um, we have Liam Brennan coming on with us a little bit later from Lachlan Bridge as well. Uh, obviously, we've got junior and intermediate finals uh, coming up this weekend and senior quarterfinals. We've lots to lots to talk about. Um, so, keep my lads. Oh, Surviving after the weekend. Yeah. Stuff. That, that makes one of us. I won't lie now. I'm under a little bit of pressure. Um, I was going to say the show is brought to you in association with Stripsels because the vice is just about there. So I'm going to leave most of the talking to you. But I tell you, if I was a smartphone, I'd be on low power mode. I'd vote you that way. But um, what's the story? Well, you, you saw a few games the weekend. I, I didn't see a whole lot. Um, so we're, we're depending on you to carry the show, which is probably no different than the week, actually. But it's going to be more prevalent tonight. Um, where where to start? I suppose. Um, we, you know, plenty of talking points by by all accounts. Um, we, we'll probably leave the junior until Liam Brennan comes on. He's going to jump on around half nine. But um, maybe um, maybe we we'll start with the seniors, sir. And uh, we spoke about a very important game or a game that we felt was going to be a cracker between Raffili and uh, and Bidenstown. In the end, Raffili won thirteen points to one eight. So was it a cracker, lads? And what did you take from it? I'll start with you, Chris. Uh... It, it was a good game. Uh, Ebbed and flowed. I, I thought, uh, for me, I just thought Rafael were more clinical and more seasoned, kind of, in, in in the things they did, especially in the first half. Every time they got up the field, it looked like they did something um, and got a return over it. I thought Bagnus Town have so much to offer. Um, and I still think they're just trying to find a way to make the ball stick. Like, I was on the terrace and I just heard people, kick it in, kick it in, kick it in. To who? That's what I was thinking. To who? Like, they have no big marksman up there. Mm. Uh, and then when they kicked it in, they didn't get really a return over someone's the ball wasn't great or the first touch wasn't great like Richie Wheeler was in there so he's probably the smallest man in the field but they were kicking in balls the bomber listing wouldn't feel like um, so like while they were patient in their play I I was a bit frustrated by how patient they were they took like three or four passes to, to lads standing still like I know they're trying to keep the ball and stretch them stretch off Philly from sideline to sideline or whatever but to take on the ball just standing still like, what are you hoping to do? Like they went into a few tackles, they got turned over, mm. and it was the freedom was grand. They just got out muscled, so don't bring the ball into contact. Um, yeah, right, there was like there was so many good positive points. Um, I suppose I'm talking about the negative. They moved the ball well. They have some really fast players. Uh, Jamie Clark or Shane Clark, Shane in the middle lads. He's a, he's an energizer. Jizer Bunny, he's up and down and he'd harass anybody that has the ball. He's brilliant. Um, I thought 
full backs they were struggling a small little bit Bagmas Town um, and then their full forward line I just didn't think they were getting any return out of them to be honest um, other than that I, I, I think there's definitely something in them they just don't get returns on the scoreboard when they get past the halfway and I think like as a senior team you'd have your targets like every time we pass the halfway how many returns are we going to get is it our 10 times are we going to return 50% or is it 40% we're looking for I don't know if they have targets or what it is, but it's not good enough at the moment. Um, Rafili, I just think, yeah, they're, they're Brian Murphy, like, is, let's just look at him, look at his movement, how patient he is. He's very good. When they came forward, they delivered ball, it stuck, and then they just got return on the scoreboard. And I think that was the big difference. Even, yeah, in patches, like I said it, I thought Bagus Town would win because I think they'd have the legs for them. And at times that actually showed, but I thought then there was one or two times where experience really kicked in and just took the sting out of the game, settled the game, played it, played it into the centre, and popped the ball inside, it stuck the true foul. Um, it was entertaining, but yeah, plenty, plenty, to, plenty of positives and plenty of things to work on, we'd say. Yeah, I agree with Christy. I found it strange that that Robbie Kane was playing so far out from from goal. Um, I thought he would have stayed closer into goal, like you know. But uh, like I agree with Christy. I mean, Bamsong very good at retaining the ball in the first half. Go point. Once they got near Rafferty's forty-five, then started going across the pitch. But the problem with that is like when they were putting it through the hands, they weren't looking inside. Now, in fairness to Whelan, he was making the runs and there was space there in there for to drop a ball into him, but the boys outside were not looking in. They weren't they were just taking the pass and moving it across the across the lines, you know. Um I felt in the in the first quarter, uh, there was a there was a there was a hole in the Raffili defence that was there to be exploited, but Bagmanstown didn't exploit it. Um Again, I felt like they're they're very workmanlike team, um, and I think look, they're a team that's it's it's a they're they're going to learn from this, like you know, what I mean, and 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 they just have to to have to get their shooting boots was on the last night, um, but last night they weren't on, and um, they struggled to get scores. Uh, Brian Murphy, well, he was the difference. Like I mean, like again, like. As Christy said, his movement is brilliant, but again, the opposite way, Raph Billy outside were looking inside for him. They were looking to get him on the ball, and he's the go-to man for Raph Billy. Like you know, when he, his movement is great. Like I mean, that once the ball goes in, he's not static. He's all the time moving. He's all all the time looking to get himself into a scoring position where he can receive a ball and just pop it over the bar. And he done very very well last night. Now, having said that. The, the pullback was had his, his work cut out on him. He done his best to try and nullify him, but unfortunately, the ball coming in was was, was quality ball he was getting, and and and, and it hurt Bagman some. And um, Jamie Kenny again and and, and Shane are they're they're beaver like they're, they're phenomenal work rate over over the two guys. Like I mean, uh, brought uh, brought a lot of ball over over the back line, but again, you can know, they had this tendency like to probably overcarry it. And bring it into trouble, like you know, and got swallowed up, like you know. But um, Ravili were very good, uh, impressed with Ravili. Now they've, they've seen out the game very well, they were, they were very calm, you know. When there was a bit of pressure came on, when Bagginson got the goal, I thought, like you know, they had the initiative, like you know, but 
Bradbury's experience showed came to the fore there and they just seen out the game, you know. Darren Crooks kicked two great points, Tommy, after yeah. the goal. Uh, yeah. from the stand side. But like yeah. I, I just thought like just say where the teams are at the moment. Parik Daring came on, Parik's a great footballer. We had him at minors and he's he, he won a ball right inside the inside the small square, right? And he had the composure to turn out towards the terrace side, turn yeah. back in and go back out again, right? For a young chap that's only playing in the kind of his first real senior season, he was yeah. so level headed and so calm on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um and that was kind of that for me just said, geez, they have a bit about themselves. Um mm-hmm. like, like we mentioned Brian Murphy there. He's so calm then with the lads. He never gets hot headed, he never gets worked up. If other lads around him are doing it, he's mm-hmm. quick to shut up. Like I, I just think he's a real calm and influence on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Smith did very well inside. Um, and Kevin Murphy. Kevin Murphy, yeah. Yeah, he kicked two, three points, three great points. Yeah. Um, you know. Like to, to be honest, it, it, I'm going to say, time, like the lost by a point, but like. They'll be disappointed, but if you're an outsider looking in, they're a team on the up and up. They, they have the ingredients. Yeah. Um. They just have to yeah. just be a bit more potent in how to go about their business. Like last year, I would have said they're very naive in their kickouts. They get slaughtered mm-hmm. everywhere. We're now they sorted that out. They're a bit more solid in defence. They're playing with a plus one mm-hmm. all the time. I think it looks that mm-hmm. way anyway with McCullough dropping yeah. back. Um. Mm-hmm. And then it's just getting that last ball into the forward line that's it it they're nearly too dependent on just passing from side to side where they need yeah. an injection Agreed. or something to take to break the line or to take it to the line but um, that's the thing if they can if they can get a good target man inside mm. you know they, that's that's what they're lacking they're lacking that, that that guy as you say you always need a guy in your full forward line that if you put a ball into him it's going to stick but, uh, Tommy, just, just say no. in the last in the last quarter when say both teams are going going at it and kind of bangers town were on the ascendancy after the goal, yeah. like how important is it for the ball to stick on the inside it's forward? Like, like it happened, it happened on both sets of teams that like mm-hmm. ball was delivered and time after time it was a fumble, it didn't stick, mm-hmm. and it just like that takes the window of. Your sales because oh, you've yeah. done everything. You fought like yeah. dogs. We've worked it up to a certain point, and it's just not sticking. And look, mm-hmm. it happens if it's a bad ball, grand. But if it's good ball and it's happened two or three times in a row, you have to change your point of attack. Uh, I, I, I thought like if the ball stuck in the last part, Rafidi would have seen out the game, no bother at all, and it wouldn't have been a point. It probably would have been two, three, four points. Mm-hmm. And then. Down the far end, Bangestown were in the sense he'd brought on Darren Nolan. One or two balls kicked in, kind of just over his head, easy for the yeah. defender to slap it 20 yards forward. Yeah. Um, if they were a bit cuter with their ball, I thought Bangestown would have got more out of it. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, look, it was a good game, but I definitely mm-hmm. think there are two teams that, like, Rafili will have intentions of winning the county final. Bangestown, I'd say, quietly, it'll be looking at a semi final spot and that'd be good progress good a good season again but uh i definitely yeah. think you have the ingredients to push on to be honest yeah all right and um, just in relation to was there a possible sending off incident in that one for Rafili? no 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 
the tackle in the middle of the field. Are we talking yeah. about that one? No, uh, he, he no, ducked no. into it, and it was just like it was a split no. second. And I'd say, Jamie didn't make it, nobody either. Yeah, it was just, I'd say, it was an no. open hand, and it was more the eyes yeah. of it than anything. I don't think yeah. that's why I have to ask you. I wasn't there, not going to count on it, but a uh, text mm. came in in relation to that, and just to see what, what was the story with that. Uh, but anyway, there you go. Uh, there is a few more actually coming in here as well. Um, <laughs> well, actually. I can grab something happening here. I can grab some of them from Facebook or whatever, and don't, don't want to all show up there because lads, someone texted in there last week as well, and they were saying that uh, thanks for calling out my comment. And I, I don't see half them coming in, whatever's going on. It was the same when we were going out on Twitter. But uh, what's it? Hey, Kevin, there's a hotel down here in Wexford looking for a part out to be fixed up fairly lively. Stephen Maverick. <laughs> yeah, so that's funny enough, actually. Yeah, we were away, obviously, on Friday's Stag the weekend, and uh, I knew Stevie wasn't going to be available tonight, but. I didn't know where he was away or whatever. And so we were sitting inside in the hotel yesterday in the walls and after coming back from the races to watch the soccer, who comes in on your bamberg? I swear to Jesus, you couldn't write it. Um, yeah. Another one comes in, Andrew Casey. Um, one the night you're all, <laughs> what wrestler are you, Cave? I don't know, but I was looking for the Undertaker this morning, I think. <laughs> um, and John Olin, John Olin here, uh, one the night you're all, what wrestler? Uh, where are we? Where's the other one? It's gone to me there now. Live and direct all the way to the Gower Peninsula in Wales. What else would you be listening to or doing of on the night? Yeah, there you go. So keep the comments coming in, lads. Keep them flying in. Um, the other game was, of course, uh, Banderbana and the Rangers. And there was a fair bit at stake there. Banderbana, we knew we were going to have a good bit of work to do. And lads, I don't think he actually got to this one. So um, the, the, reading between the lines and the bits of information I've been getting, um, obviously, 1713 Banderbana at half time. And you're thinking, Jesus, they're four up. Can, can they stay going? But as you said last week, Rangers are never going to let a uh, team walk on them anyway. And certainly, it's hard to see anyone giving them a 10-point bet, apart from an arrow, maybe. Uh, yeah. In the end, there's only a couple of points in it. Banderbrand did win the game. So, we call that very right, you think. Uh, do you go Banderbrand last week, Chris? I think you did. I or, went... I think Rangers? I went Mount Leinster. <laughs> I went, I went, I went Banderbrand to win the game, but not by more than 10, I think. So, mm. um, that's the way it's returning out, and sure. Um, but we have... A little bit of a pickle which kind of double uh, dovetails into the intermediate game slightly so we'll put this out there actually before we talk about the intermediate game so i was trying to seek a bit of clarification obviously the intermediate final this week will have um i'm going blank aerog and uh, and right and um with that then you know people are obviously asking are michael now automatically being promoted or whatever and even i i honestly didn't know a lot lots of people didn't seem to know because in previous times we've seen where just say if a club's second team win a grade, then obviously they won't go up if the first team isn't the grade above. But what happens subsequently then provides a few problems. So uh, I did reach out to the county board to see what was going on. And just the comment that we have is that there is a meeting tomorrow night to look at the ramifications and uh, the clubs then be contacted on Wednesday. So um, that's where we're at with, with that particular one. But it's not like the only thing I'd say on it is it's probably not ideal. Like, you know, it, it was knowing that this could be a possibility before there's a ball kick to start of the year. We're three days out. With the boys will be three days out before the intermediate final. And it's only then you're finding out kind of like all I'd say there is probably not ideal. And like, just to be honest about it, maybe that could have been looked at a little bit earlier uh, because it was always going to be a possibility. So, uh, but what that means then for senior, the reason I bring it up now is we also have to see it from the other side. Like, is, is there still going to be two coming down? I don't know what's going on, but look, 
that's where we're at at the moment. And as soon as we get more clarity as well during the week, we'll we'll make it known. Um, so intermediate stuff then. Um, did we go? Who went with Airog? I oh, went with Airog. I think last week. Did Misha. you go with Airog? Yeah. This is this is not a worried now for the for the final. Yeah, Christy, would you have to give a little uh, <laughs> spoiler alert? Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, we went with Airog against Fenna. So there was what three points in at the end. I think it was a two nine to one nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. we'll talk to that one. Go on, Tom. Go on, Chris. Go on, Chris. Uh, I thought it was a humdinger of a game, to be honest. Um, I thought it was entertaining. Uh, I thought there was a bit of bite to it. Um, not in a bad way. I thought people were going very fairly for the ball and hard for the ball, and that's what we want, though, with GA. Um, I, I, I thought. Uh, Parik Hines, Jack Tracy, Colin Byrne, Dylan Bradley came out of the blocks and posed big problems for Airog. Um, and then slowly, slowly, Airog started to, started to get a, a kind of handle on the game. Um, a few goal line blocks, a few good saves, um, a good point, a good goal from Cottle Kelly. And the next minute, Airog ring the ascendancy and looked very composed. And I, 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 I was saying it last week, like, I, for me, like, these are two teams, like, like, Fena individually, they have some outstanding football, some, probably some of the best in, in the county. Um, but uh, for me, just looking at the likes of Shane Bogey, Dean Head, and Evan Kelly, Mark Bean, Adam Nolan and his backs, I thought they were outstanding, Shane Kelly. Uh, Evan Kearns should, shouldn't have been in the goal because Johnny Fiore was probably the number one. Johnny has an injury and, Evans running a deep end, and you know what? It's done him no harm. He's he was uh, he was outstanding. He was outstanding the other day. Yeah. Um, and then you look at Cotton Kelly. We said, uh, I said last week, if if we had a number eleven that paused a bit more going forward, next minute Cotton comes up with a cracker of a goal and brings us right back yeah. into it. Uh, Craig White worked really hard. Derek was very good. Ben Crotty came in for James Carroll. I thought it was excellent and it was always a threat. And Adam McCarron um, scored the vital penalty, but it was good through kind of open play as well. Um, yeah, it was just it was ebb and flow. Could have went anywhere, um, to be honest, for a lot of it. And and then I suppose the two sending offs really was the nail in the coffin, um, mm. because they still could have like no one would have said it was in the bag at that stage. Um, mm. Thought like we were good enough to, to, to say Anthony King came on on Malik, David Dunphy. They all played their part and did very well mm. but I, I just think like I suppose we haven't mentioned him in the last few weeks but Dean Hayden the number six lads is such a common influence and won some amount of ball um, breaking ball especially um, he, he was very good um, I, I was impressed I thought Parik Hines is probably the best I've seen him since uh, the, the minor final that's four years ago now Sean Smithers was was always a threat very good uh, Jim McCabe um, and then Jack Tracy on the inside Jack had a great game probably didn't put in enough ball into him but not kind of long ball or anything slipping a few smart balls into him um, and then kind of he, he came out to in around the middle and he kicked away two if not three balls straight down to our spare man and that kind yes. of gave us momentum again yeah. um, Colin Byrne was really well marshalled but Colin's a big big threat and um, 
Then they brought on Mark Foley. I suppose Mark is kind of a, a jinky type of player. When he's hot, he's hot. And when he's cold, he, he, like he'll have a shot, but he is cold. Um, and then he got sent off. So, mm. yeah, it was. They'd probably be kicking themselves because they looked they looked the team in the first half where Arrow right. just grew into yeah. the game. I felt in that latter part when they were two points up. I thought that's where that's where they fell apart. They had two points up on the row, they didn't manage it. I was I found it very strange the way they were they stayed attacking Aero and they were putting ball in on top of the spearman for Aero and got turned over and that hurt them. You know, if they they had that in that situation, if they had kept the ball, worked the ball better, the possibly could have come out with a one a winner in that game. But they gave away the ball a crucial stage and Aero just just uh, picked them off them with, with some nice points. Um Mortal Mortal I have to say Mortal may have been a bit lucky to stay to stay on the pitch when he roofed the ball into the trees. Uh to myself he's gone here but you know he didn't get a card or nothing like you know so um, so we're a bit lucky on that one like you know but um it's a good performance from Aero in fairness like and then you know um all around, it, I'd say they're all probably better balanced team. You know, they, they had a better balance about them, like you know. Um, and I just thought they were very calm. Uh, you know, when the pressure came on, like you know, they didn't panic. They just kept working the ball, getting it into the score. And again, Young McCarn was was excellent. Like he came out with one five over that game, like you know. Um, he's he's definitely shooting the lights out, like you know. He's he's, he's very good. Uh, I thought there was great battle between Derek Hayden and, and, and Young Brick. And it was a right tussle between the two of them, like you know, and and Derek is is, is Derek has been you know probably crucial to to that forward line, like you know he's he's winning ball in there, like, and he's he's offloading, he's he's feeding the boys coming through, like you know, and Morta was good in the middle, you know, Morta was turning a lot of ball as well, and he was he was getting on a, a good bit of ball, and but I felt you know for for Fenne, like they're a young team, you know, they've loads of potential. Uh, it's just game management, I think, you know, that, that probably cost them in the end, like, you know. Tommy, we're going to abandon that word, potential. Yeah, but, they, they, you know, I, I, I felt it, it kept their heads, you know, that a chance of, of, of pulling it off, but they, they, they didn't, where on the opposite side, they were over very calm and, and, and collective, like, you know, and they knew what they were about, they didn't panic, like, you know, they, they worked the ball well. They didn't kick it in them to see like Fenner were kicking it in, like you know. And they got they got their runners, they got their shooters on, on the ball when it went in, like and and picked off the scores, like you know. I think as well, like we talked about this before a few weeks ago, like Fenna have been beating teams by cricket scores. And we were yeah. a bit worried about a month ago that Aerog were did they have kind of the balance in the team and were 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 they attacking the right way, like using their speed and that. Next minute to beat Clamore. Momentum's a great thing, lads. Mm. Momentum's a great thing. Um, yeah. And the other the other day they looked very assured in themselves, each and every one of them. Mm. Um the like any of the backline, they weren't afraid to go man to man. There was no plus one, no nothing like that. It was six backs and six forwards. Um and they looked very good. Very, very good, very calm, very assured. Um they were getting contact when contact had to be made. Um and I just I suppose like just when it came down to it, when it came down to the last ten minutes, 
it's just like the wheels came off and never put back on Fenner. And and then yeah. then but then the, send, the sending yeah. offs like we're just like geez lads, we've been down this road before, like you know, if you're an outsider looking in, I've gone to plenty of Fenner matches. There's soon mm. far a team or fifteen are left in the field and like do you have to look inside as a club and say, like, are we going to put up with this again for another year? Because, like, there's some lads there that are giving everything. And, like, going hard for the ball is one thing. Like, there was a great mm-hmm. tussle, Tommy, you said. There, mm-hmm. there was nothing. There was nothing. It worked both ways with Derek oh, yeah. and Tom yeah. Brick, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Like, no one was complaining on the people on the sideline yeah. in the stand. The two lads weren't yeah. complaining. That's no. for sure. But okay. then, like, to have the two lads sent off, I just feel like, like, but, who's it for? It's not for Fenna. Mm-hmm. Is it an individual team? It's not for you're, you're not supporting your teammates by doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah, but if you go back to you go back to Sean Murphy's first card, yellow card, he should never got a card for that. Mm-hmm. He 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 shouldered Murta. He he gave more a fair shoulder. What happened was when he hit Murta, Murta fell into I'm not sure whether it was one of the Fenna players. Uh, it just happened to he bounced off the other Fenner player mm. and he got a yellow card. He should never have got a yellow card for that. And I think that's that was the start of for Sean. Sean was absolutely frustrated with that with that call and his head seemed to go a little bit like, you know, he was frustrated with that call, like, you know. And it was a few calls in the game that, you know, you you know, you question like, you know, where where he's come from or that. And I think this the sideline for Fenner then started getting involved. Like you know, with 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 the third official and with 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 the with the with the referee and with with some of the year old players, instead of concentrating on on their on their team, I felt that they they they, they lost their way a little bit on the sideline as well. Like, you know, that didn't help matters either. Like, you know, but um, you know, I just felt that that was that, you know, first year of car for Sean was was a bit harsh on him already. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, we have a couple of comments in there. Um. Uh, Mick Nevin has been in touch. He actually felt there should have been a red card in the Raffili, um what do you call it, the Raffili Bainasson game. But he also has another comment in here, and he says, um, outside refs for semi-finals and finals. Is there is there merit in that? Uh, we used to do it years ago. Pat Moore and often, often used to referee county mm. finals. John Conway did. Um, and again, it's not in sinister. It's not a remark on any particular referee or whatever. But uh, is that a good idea? Bring that back. I, I think it's always been there in the background, hasn't it? Uh, yeah. For referees for semi-finals um, mm-hmm. and finals. I don't know. Is there a rule there? Because I don't think any other, like every other county, I think now has uh, referees from within their own county. I don't think anyone brings county, in anyone yeah. or, or brings them out. Yeah. Like Dicky Murphy used to referee Horn finals in Carroll mm-hmm. for years as well, and all mm-hmm. that. Like, um, so yeah, it's I, interesting. I, I will say about the, the Brendan Murphy one. I was. Over kind of the terrace site down near the tiles, down near yeah. the tunnel. Yeah, and for me, I don't think it was sending off because Brendan was coming in with his arm out, his hand was open. Um, and then uh, Robbie, whoever was coming in, kind of just ducked and slipped kind of at the same time, just as contact was being kind of made. And and the sound, I think, of the open hand hitting mm. was like. Right, it's a it's a definite send off, but for me, I was just like, no, maybe, no. maybe VAR could make a decision or up to the TMO, um, but just there, I thought it wasn't, it was a yellow. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm going to start counting on games, I don't want to leave Foley after me again this week. 
<laughs> Spoiler friend from Money Comic because I didn't see that. But the, the other semi final, we'll crack on to that. So, lads. Um, so that was 12 11, Michel against Calavan Penny Gaul. Um, so there, there you go. Like, it's not it's not a huge surprise. Um, you know, I did feel at the start of the year that Calavan Penny Gaul were going to win the championship. I honestly did think they would. Um, there you go. Like, for sure, like, it isn't a surprise really, though. We knew it was going to be a tight one. Michel bet them all already by a point in the group stage. Yeah. And uh, and there you go. Now, I have another text in Christy saying that it should be a minute silence for your umbrella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's back up and running. It was used in the zoo today, so oh, we dude. got it fixed. You didn't get that new bad there. But uh, Barnbrick actually said to me there before, he said, has there ever been a match in Calamity Gall and Michael that wasn't raining <laughs> or windy? Uh, remember the game we mentioned? It was a couple of years ago, wasn't it, where the... It was awful weather and I had to stop the match or whatever. But again, the other day, that was a big factor for both. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Terrible, terrible conditions. Terrible conditions for that game. Um, yeah, local derbies throw up, you know, throw up funny things. Uh, you know, I thought after the last day, I thought Kilab might have this one. But, you know, fair play to, to Michael. They, they grounded out again. Like, you know, Kilab had a very good first half. Yeah, a really good first half, uh, but the second half, Michael came back into it strongly, you know. And uh, look, it was harsh on him, but they picked him off at the point to win it, like, you know. Um, but they have in the first half, they kicked some great scores, and uh, they really showed Michael back, like, you know, they were asking questions of him. And, but conditions didn't help, like, you know, it was, it was horrendous conditions, you know. But um, good, good game, good game, you know. I, 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 thought uh, Michel didn't have a team for a few minutes there. I had to do a head count. They only had about 18 on the night. Um, but like Tommy, I thought in the first half Calavan were all about their business. They looked very good, very organised. They were putting pressure on, on the kick-out. But uh, Andy O'Brien's kick-out dog against the Windlands, he was still clearing the yeah. midfield area. He had some boot on him. Um, but uh, I thought in the first half, Martin Dale for Michel was very good. He's just... Yeah. Looks to get on the ball. He looks to be very positive with the ball. If there's if there's a run to be made, he makes it. If he needs to break a tackle, he can break the tackle. Mm. Very good. Top Martin Cowley was good as well. Um, yeah, I kind of I I seen between the commentating and Park TV and that I've seen Clavin a few times, and I suppose one thing even in the first half, while they were in the ascendancy, they still kicked a lot of wides. Mm. And kind of it nearly comes back to haunt them because a lot of time in games they own the ball for little spells yeah. and yeah. they don't capitalize on it, mm. but to get the ball into great positions and next minute to kick one, two, three wides in a row, and you're just like, geez, lads, you have to have something on the scoreboard for the amount of possession that you have. So, um, yeah, a different team though, in fairness. I thought, like, I think Parry K. Hickey gets through some amount of work in midfield. I just Great. think he's an Great unbelievable work. workhorse. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Murphy, Mario was very good. Uh, was it Niall Hickey, 13? Yeah. Really, really good. Tall, black-haired yeah. lad. I thought yeah. he, he was very good, looked really dangerous as well, mm. and very comfortable on the ball. Mm. Um, yeah, just... Yeah. Doran Hickey is a big last in there. Don Donald is, is a is a big loss in there. Like you know, Donald probably probably could have been uh, probably centre back or full back on that team, and it would have pushed Paul Paul Kelly up a bit. You know, so he he was a big loss, and like you know, but, um, 
I'll make one comment on Michael lads, um, and it's something that we kind of forget sometimes. Like you mentioned, Martin Dyler, Christy, a former mm. county player, like county yeah. footballer. Martin mm. Clowry, you know, played in Leinster oh. minor final. They've got yeah. good footballers, lads. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Footballers. yeah. John Michael. Yeah, they they were minor a minor final in twenty ten in football. Yeah, you know they're, they're and all them lads, a good few of them lads are still playing. Like, um, so we do forget that about them at times. That even though you'd say there's a, a primary focus on hurling, that they actually have genuinely very good footballers. And yeah. we make that argument a lot about Rangers actually when we say they, they're actually missing Smithers. Sure the same nearly. To, to that was missing for them tonight. Philip. Yeah, yeah, Philip, Philip, uh, no, Philip and Ross, there's a few of them there, and Don, like Ross, Ross is missing, Ross is missing, yeah. But you, you, yeah. you like Philip Smithers, a serious footballer, Donald Smithers, mm. a serious footballer. Uh, they've always had good footballers and mm. no different to anything down through the years, even though mm. it might be the preferred code, yeah. Very hard bet, and it'll be hard bet in this final, too. Um, we'll actually we, we might give a verdict on that now and, and kind of dovetail into a preview. I'm in a way. Uh, I understand it'll be two or three weeks of a gap and you couldn't have them all, but it's a pity they're not all the one weekend because the up for the match special for the hurling worked really well when we had the three finals and we great crack with the six clubs that were involved or whatever. But we kind of have to nearly double up on this now and make it a preview as well. So, um, the junior finals on before, and uh, we're going to bring in Liam Brennan here now in a couple of, couple of minutes, but we, we'll get a verdict on, on that one. I think it's six o'clock on Saturday in Netwatch Golden Park and the yeah. junior finals on before at four, but uh. Yeah, this this will be putting you in a precarious position here now, two year old men. Um like I, I really I we said it for the whole year, I, I haven't seen either team play. So it's really hard for me to I'm gonna be going off reading and what you're hearing and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm gonna probably borrow a cliche like uh they're, they're so hard betting finals, Meisler, like so hard bet. It's not too often when they go down they don't go down by a whole lot sort of a thing. And um, oh. I think you'd be nearly expecting they'll probably make a battle over like and if they get drawn to a battle like, you know, Aeroke have a blend, but Michael, you know, work. do they have those battling qualities? And can, like, the big thing here probably is, um, it, like, the, the younger lads on the Aeroke team, like, even though they've won minor finals, this would be probably the first big adult final for a lot of them on the field to play. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I think it is. And I think it that's something yeah. that you really have to take into consideration, whereas Michael are a seasoned uh, outfit. There's not too many of those lads who, um, you know, who are as young like you know what i mean they're there they're 22 23 24 and maybe mm-hmm. your old lads are only a couple of years old minor or whatever so that has to be a factor um and i'm sure those young lads have probably relished that challenge from their role but it's still a challenge nonetheless uh, mm-hmm. yes they have the experience though with the other guys at the other end with with Derek, with Orta and that and, and that has to be worth something mm-hmm. um but like my should have taken out the favorites you know at the end of the day and fenna were probably uh a close, you know, a close second in terms of that pecking order, and Aeroke took them out. And Aeroke yeah. were possibly going to be in a relegation situation a few weeks ago. You know, they lost two group games, and there they are now in the county final, and they're hitting form at the right time. But I'm going to throw it out there, and I think I'm going to go with Michel. Um, I called Michel against Calavan, um, yeah. and I just yeah. thought because of that, they were seasoned and they knew how to work the game. Where, Look, like I said, I just think Kildavan, for all the ball they have, just haven't been scoring enough. Um, and that's just my opinion. Um, but I'm going to go here, Rogue, and I'm going to tell you why. Because there's a few of them lads that are going to be looking to get on the senior team or push to get on the senior team. And this is a shit get off the pot. If, if you want to get on the senior team, you're going to have to stand out. And this is like a senior championship match, this final. Um, and this will this will make or break some of these lads. So they're they're 
they're playing for their places somewhere. Um, mm. And that's why I think, um, I think if, if, if we have everybody back, James, Carl and them, and we have a bit of strength come on from the, the sideline, um, I think we're going to be hard bet because I, I do believe we have a balance to the squad now mm. um, and a balance to the team. And kind of, I was just so impressed by their calmness the other night. Mm. Everybody else around them on the sideline and up in the stands. All right, Tom, who are you going with here? I'm not sure. Look at um, I know, I know, I, I worked with Martin Dyle a few years ago at, at minor level, and uh, great footballer, he's a great lad. Um, again, I agree with you, like, you know, my should uh, be a workman like team, like, you know, there'll be a good, strong physical team, they won't mind it, uh, that type of game. Um, and they have some, they have some good, good players. John Michael, uh, you know, I spoke about him before. I mean, if you had him playing football, he'd be in any any of the senior clubs in Carlow. He's he's, mm. he's, he's, he's a serious operator. Um, I go I go over there, Oak, um, and leave out my Aero hat. But I mean, it's just the fact that they, they have a better balance about them. Like I mean. Uh, to a forward unit there that would will hurt you. Like I mean, if you if you're if you're not on your game, I mean, there's, there's too many options up in the forward end to 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 take take scores. Uh, my shoots on that end of it are, are are probably limited. Like, you know, in, in the forward end for for scores, like, to get the scores for them. And um, Kyle Byrne has probably to come back into that team. Like, you know, he he missed the last day, so he he probably push in. So the Aero team is very strong. You know, and I like what Chrissy was saying. You know, some of these aero lads will want to perform. They want they want to perform to get their heads in for 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 the senior team. And there's a few of them there already that that have impressed me. That I I think Joe Murphy should be seriously looking at one or two of these lads to actually go into the senior team. Not only go into it, but probably could start as well because they have it. Like they have they have all the ability to start again. But uh, I go with I go with aero. All right, there we go. So we won Michael too, too, Eroak. Um, I'm going to bring in uh, Mr. Liam Brennan. How are you getting on, Liamie? Thank you. How's the farm, lad? Fine, and now uh, people would obviously know Liam from Ireland's fittest family, lads. And if you don't, you'll definitely know from the Left Wing Bad podcast before this is over. How are you getting on, Liam? Um, <laughs> you're keeping, you're keeping well. You're up, you're up in the big smoke there, aren't you? So your Wi-Fi is pretty decent. I know the the guys of uh, having. Uh, Lachlan Bridge connected Wi-Fi and it's not it's not always great yeah, but you, we, yeah. ha- we have you loud and clear um, listen first of all lad, um, hard luck on the weekend we won 13 Grange 111 Lachlan Bridge in that junior semi-final um, give us a little flavour what it was like then yeah you know like uh, obviously it's not the result you want like and you'd rather play badly and still win but in fairness we gave a good performance there and I don't think anyone thought we had that with that in us uh, you know, like we 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 knew ourselves that we were, we we had to measure them. Like, and we went into that game like no fear of Grange. They were a good team, like a uh, very very physical game, and they're, like they're they're fairly strong there all through the pitch. Like, it was a it was a tough old sixty minutes. Like, and there was a quite strong wind. Like, and uh, we were only five points down at half time. We done well now because they got a bit of a run on us. We got the first point. And then they went one five. They might got five points or six points up on us, and they got a goal. And we kind of dragged ourselves back into it, though. And I think we killed the stars after half time. And in the second more break, we only got one point. 
and uh, you know like we just we're a bit short again but we gave it a good run yeah and that, that is disappointing I suppose you know that's one thing lads would have been saying to me that the, the breeze was there and you didn't take advantage of it in that initial you know in the third quarter as such and then yeah the last quarter you knocked on a few points or whatever but I did I did feel that performance was there um you know we were saying the whole time from from the get-go you're, you're probably pissed you off a little bit as well but we, we all thought Grand are going to win this championship you know what I mean and they are they are a very strong side but then I felt coming into the semi-final that there's was a good chance for the boys to catch one to hop here now and uh you know obviously there was you know they, they still they still got over the line or, or whatever but uh it just goes to show on any, any given day and can happen but um it, it sets us up nicely for for you i suppose to talk about the the final as well and all that but um like what what did you see how how good were they in comparison to maybe a tin island like that you saw you saw both teams up close and personal um both very good teams yeah that that tin island team is uh seriously strong like for uh for the second team like and uh I don't know. It's it's hard to know who's gonna who's gonna. Uh, the Grand Grands are, are very strong, but like you know they're beat. But at the same time, that a quite handy run of it in the group stages, like, and sure everyone will see what they were doing. You know the results didn't see any games now, but they're putting up massive scores, like. And then I think what gave us a bit of confidence was when we played Pal in that quarter final. I came out with that group as well. We put up a big score against them, and. Uh, like Tyrone had a good win against Ballon. That Ballon team wasn't bad. Now they're they're a hard team to play against. And um, that finished twelve eight. They're two fairly uh, match teams because yeah, yeah. Like they're mm. That Tyrone team is quite physical, and Grange loved the physicality as well. Like that was that was one of the hardest hitting matches. Now them two matches, the Tyrone one and the Grange one, that we played this year. So I said they'll be, they'll be taking lumps out of each other. So it seems like, uh, you know, we were saying last week that Grains are, we felt they're probably a bit top heavy, like from 8 to 15, they're very, very strong and maybe they could have been got a little bit at the back. So, like, he obviously worked very hard on on trying to keep tight on lads and 113 isn't a massive score. Like, they're they're capable of racking up a lot higher than that on any given day, even against, you know, Lachlan, who are, who are strong and are after showing good improvements and making good form. So it seems like he got that part right and then it was just maybe trying to get right at the other end. Uh which might have let Lachlan Bridge down by the by the sounds or whatever. But from from what you seen Tin Island anyway, like we we did say Grange, we, we ranked Grange number one. We eyed Tin Island second, and as it turns out, those are the two teams that are in the final. Um, but there's such an experienced forward line Tin Island. Like you know, we mentioned a few times there: are Glendale, Evandale, Porrite, Townsend, Peeny Whelan, Alan Barrett, um, like Mark Lawler. So they are they are very decent, and that's going to provide some problems for for the Grange defence. But again, I think it, it's nearly similar off to the game that you know with yourselves there. Are uh, are Tynwyllen going to be able to keep out the boys at the far end because they, they have serious firepower like Grange have? Ah, uh, stop there. They're far as unreal. Yeah, we did quite well now to keep keep to that one thirteen like you were saying. It was it was it was so hard. Like they all seemed to have a said a different shooter like on the ball, you know and. It was it was very hard to defend against, and your man I can't even name the fifteen there. He kicked some nice frees. Neil Byrne. with that that win, like and uh, <coughs> yeah, yeah, he was handy enough. Like and like, we we all are hands full there defending, and uh, I, you know like when they scored one ten the first half, I know they had the win, but I was a bit worried like coming off half time, after, you know, I conceded one ten because you know when if you double it like you know two twenty that you're you're not going to touch that like so. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd say like I'd say Tyrone's backs now. I, I'd say our backs are stronger than Tyrone's backs. 
So I'd be interested to see how they cope with that. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, just just in general, Liam, um, you know, before we talk more a bit about this final, how do you uh, see Lachlan Bridge now in terms of do you, do you think there's progress there? Like last year, uh, you got to a semi final. Uh, this year, obviously, you got to a semi final, and. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, we were nowhere near getting to any semi-final. Like, we went years without winning the championship game. And then there was uh, an odd spontaneous victory or two. And then in last like last year, obviously, winning the three group games was massive. And, you know, won, what, three games? Sorry, won two, drew one, lost one in this year's championship before the game of the day. And obviously, went and lost that. But I, I think there's the one thing I would have saw. There's a, a pattern of consistency in terms of performance there that used to be there one time. Like, um and there's a bit of grit, like lads get stuck in, like in all those games, like you bet Ballon by a point, you went down to Raffili by a couple, you drew it, you saved it in Ireland, and then as we we're saying, you get Ballon go baiting, but there's only a couple of points in it the other day. So I think that's the one thing that I've seen from my point of view with Lockton Bridge is there is a, a real consistency there now, and that's great to see. Uh, definitely, like thing, things are, are coming right, like it was, it was definitely a few years, and you'd be, you'd be relying on. Other results and points difference things get through to a, scrape through to a quarter final, and like, that's not good enough. Like we're we're definitely moving the right direction. We're doing we're doing more things right, and you know like and some of it is in our heads as well. We're uh, I I was the same as if it's going out matches and I was beat before it's going out on the pitch, and like you know say other teams when they're playing us they think oh Lachlan that's a it's an easy match and it's a pushover. And sure, it was true times like we, we in the league, like we'd never win a match and we'd be losing by bad scores to other other teams, second teams, you know. Mm. So like we're we're turning that and like we're not a pushover anymore. I mean, I think other other teams know that. Like, someone from Pal said to me, like, oh, you know, kind of messing, like, oh, you don't you don't give it a break anyway, you know, after the Pal match. But sure, we were on the beatings like that so many mm. times, and other teams didn't help off us. So, you know, when we we need to be more ruthless like that and like you said when you grind it out have a bit of grit and you know say it happened against Tenor Island and it happened against Grange we conceded a goal like early in the first half and there's so many times we were playing matches other years and I'm not like you know I was playing as well so I'm not giving up on him but <clears> like the hedges just went and next thing that two or three goals but that Tenor Island game with so much like with a bit of Respect like and we kind of we stood up and like right they got the goal but we were termed like that wasn't going to matter we we knew if we kicked the points and the same thing happened against Grange they got the goal and we stayed in it like the heads didn't drop it was always about the next ball and so I think I think we're going the right direction like because other years we we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have pushed on in the game after conceding scores like that so I think I think we're we're moving the right direction like yeah it's definitely it's great to see lads have you any questions for Liam before um we kind of move on to the I would have said I would have said last year, like just going on, you're on the up and up. I would have said last year in the semi final against the Nile, you should have actually bet them. That game was yours. Um one or two poor old Keane had a slip with the kick out. Um but like I thought for for long periods of that game you had uh you had the beatings of them. Um so I just like it commend commend you that you are on the up and up and you've some great talent coming through and kind of something would have came through Tommy or myself for that uh, county level as well and even myself personally in school and it's just great to see the lads performing and getting out there and being in matches because there's nothing like being in the middle of 
uh, a competitive match to keep the competitive juices flowing and i think you only learn from that and kick on from it that's because that's where you want to be you want to be in the middle of battle lads Tommy, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there before we move on no no um just keep doing what you're doing uh beam it's a bridge just keep keep working working hard at it. keep your heads down and, and, and stay at it like, you know and and you will reap the rewards like you know it's uh, you know you've been through a lean time but you know it, it, you just have to believe in yourselves and just keep working working away in the field and uh, look at the best of luck to you guys there you go so um the final then lads who's um Who's going to win it? I'll, um, Shalim, I'll start with you first. I haven't seen both teams. Uh, this is at four o'clock on Saturday in uh, Nowatskullen Park, and the intermediate final is on after, as we're saying. Um, yeah, who, who do you think is going to win it and why? Um, I think Grant. Sorry, Liam, you just you're frozen us there for a sec. I don't know. We're after losing them all together. Uh, yeah. Maybe come back to us there. You're back us there now, Liam. Can you hear us? You can. We just didn't grab that there. I think it'll be tough one now, but I'd say Grange alleged because I just think uh, Grange are too much now, but I'd say there won't be much in it. I'd say uh, Grange by about three points, I'd say. All right. I think Grange are going to win it as well. Uh, Chris? Sure, I'll go Grange as well. Tom? I'll have to be awkward. I'll go to New Ireland. Just to upset the tree. Oh man, no. man, you're upsetting us the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, we texting actually it says uh, Tyrone are not good. Just after getting to a final, boys are not too bad. <laughs> hey, if you listen, some of the players you're after listening out to me there. I mean, that's a that's a good team. That's a, yeah. that is a good team, like, you know. And look at it's uh, it's like Grange are after coming through there, like you know, and they got the test again, Lachlan Bridge. Um, now they're in the final. Finals are different. Baby all together, like you know, and tonight and tonight have players there that have been been around a while, like you know, and some some very good players. I mean, so I I think I think tonight could edge that one. All right, fair enough. So there we have it. Um, Liam, we'll uh, we'll let you go. Anything else to add before we uh, say goodbye? No, no songs right now. No, no songs. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. Uh, sure, hopefully we talk to you after the final. Like Oh, water. Absolutely, lad. Good to see you and good to hear from you. Take it easy, all right? Cheers, man. I'll talk to you. There you go. Liam Brennan, a great, great chap. He's really actually after blossoming, lads, because I played with Liam for a few years and he came on as a 17 or 18 year old, very quiet and very shy, but he's after blossoming yeah. and he's so vocal on the field as well. He's a leader and he, you can tell by him there. He lives for it and he loves it, you know. And like, we, we have the right lads out there leading now as well. And in terms of like leading, leading the right way, I should say. And, you know, and, Liam, Liam is dedicated, like he's ultra dedicated, and he's the type of lad you need to be listening to. And lads look up to him, and there's a lot of young players out there, and they're, they're, they're I think, I think they're in a good place or whatever. And obviously, you'd hope to see him push on, and there's a bit of bias here now on my behalf, but you do see that there's oh, capabilities sure. there, and there's a, there's a change in mindset, which is crucial. Like it was mm-hmm. so restrained for years to play, and it's it was just a killer. And then going to the field, maybe sometimes and. 10 or 11 lads there and I have to give Skippy a bit of credit here as well like because I played with Skippy Skippy was over us in 2012 and I was only 20 or 21 and um he's very good to me like and I probably wouldn't have been um I wouldn't have been in a great place mentally at the time actually I had very I had problems with mental health and stuff and he was just so good to me as an individual and I and football brought me back into a better place and the way he dealt with me like I'd always 
I'd mm. always uh, I'd always commend him for that. Like it was I, I, I literally lived for it. I think it was about eighteen and a half or nineteen stone at the time, right? And I was still I was I was still on the team, whatever. But he said to me, "This is what you're giving now." But you imagine you get a couple of stone of what you can give, whatever. Mm. And I swear to God, within a month, I went out every day. I wasn't working at the time because I wasn't well enough. And I mm. cycled and every day, all around the whole of Carlo. I used to go on actually. I'd live I'd live Lachlan. I'd go down to Pawstown, and I made my way back over to Ryan Orbit Dan Morris's back into Ban Lorena and back. And we got back right like we were mobile. Well, I was skippy like that was genuinely mm. skippy. Um, mm. so I'd I'd always be very very grateful for that like. And he, he's back now and he's after doing a wonderful job. And I, I'd hear him and I probably wasn't even though I can appreciate that. There's a lot of other stuff I was so young I didn't actually appreciate. Now, you know I, I suppose that that, that you'd see now just in terms of how he does speak to lads because mm. yes you'd appreciate that but the small little quirky things that often go i suppose unnoticed how how you talk to a lad like and how you get yeah. into a lad's head that's so yeah. important i think he's a superb man manager and yeah. like even it's it's funny right because I, I hope he doesn't mind me saying it but the drills now would be quite basic in what he'd do like and even in terms of the runs they were just 21s walk to 21 mm. sprint to the far 21 and obviously walked the end line and back out. And that's what he did with us at the time. But like yeah. it was still it was still effective to to an extent because he was such a good manager. Do you know what I mean? And yes. he's he's he, he, he can come back around for a last or type of a job there in the last couple of years. Because Skippy had say went a few years ago, any team. But he's yeah. done a great job out there and I have to I have to hand it to him. Yeah, it's, it's Skippy is Skippy is one of them genuine guys that you know his his heart is in the right place and um you know, I, I had the pleasure of working with Skippy in Aero for, for a good few years. But I, his dad actually, I served my apprenticeship with his dad in the very early days with, with, with Aero. Like, you know, his dad was a selector with us with the minor teams. And uh, Skippy, is, uh, Skippy is a good lad, like, you know, and, um, you know, I always found him a very genuine lad, like, you know, and he, he loves the game, like, you know, and, he, and he's passing it on. Look at it, he was he was a super footballer himself, like you know. So, um, when he's when he speaks, like you know, he take it on board because he's been there and he's done it, like you know. But he's one of the quieter lads, you know. He doesn't go around, doesn't you never see him going on bragging about what he's done or what he's achieved. Uh, he just gets on with it, like you know. Very very nice fella, and like you know, what I mean. So you're lucky to have him down there, like you know. Mm, absolutely, and uh... I I I echo that, Tom. Yeah, Skippy's just. Salt of the earth, very, yeah. very honest as well. He's not afraid yeah. to have an honest yeah. conversation with you. No, and I, th- I think, I think that sometimes, like, geez, I'm learning myself still. I like, still reflect on things, but like the man mansion side of it, you get, you'll get into ninety percent mm-hmm. lads. Had no bother and like there's give and take on both sides, but there's one or two lads that they're just like enigmas to be honest, and you'd nearly want a psychology degree, um, mm. but like like Skippy's very very good, very honest, and I I think that's kind of lacking a little bit sometimes. Um, mm. like being honest doesn't mean you're being wrong or being hurtful or anything like that. It's uh, you're just trying to say it as you see it and leave no grey area kind of because nobody's a mind reader um, and you have to talk about problems to solve problems yeah. um, so I, I kind of like Skippy for that as well he's very good at that side of it yeah well there has to be an acceptance Tommy on the other side doesn't there like as well in terms of Dorothy Christie saying they're getting to know as and you get you see one or two where it might be a bit of an enigma like that's probably yeah. because there's no acceptance on their side do you know what I mean that 
mm. they're not playing ball with you a little bit because they don't they, they just can't see it they don't have the money to see it it's the thing kevin have always said it's, it's, it's missing with, with, with some coaches like you know is is like you know they went to the field and, and all i want to do is do the drills and do it and you don't actually get to know the individual get to know the player talk to the player you know i mean how are they getting on in work how to get on in school how's things going from like you know college-wise and that like you know and um, i always like to do that with players like you know i chat to them about different things aspects of their lives and you know, and you, 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 you get to know a player and, um, you know, I think it's a nice way to deal with players as well and not just go in there, blow a whistle and, and, and you know, and run them up and down the pitch or whatever the hell and be given out to them or whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's important that you get to know the player, the individual as well, you know, and uh, spare a bit of time to get uh, get down and ch- chat to them, like, you know, and that's something I always l- l- like to do with lads and, you know, if the lad needs it, you know, many of the time over the years, lads like me, we under pressure with college and that thing. And all I used to set them, I take the time out. Number one is you look after your your college, you look after your, you know, your 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 life, and football is secondary. Like you know what I mean. So I always felt in, over the years, I see lads and they come back after doing their exams and they're refreshed and they're buzzing and they're they're just they're you know they're. they're they're so relaxed and they're enjoying the football, like, you know, and it's it's something that's missing sometimes, you know. Just to add to that a little bit, so it, it kind of comes down to something similar to how we talk about referees sometimes and how they communicate with people. It's talking to them on a human level is so important, you know, and like that's that's the one thing and I bring it back to Skip. Like even yeah. I think it's only in the last few years that we're figuring out uh you know, it's not um how how do I put it like you don't treat everyone in terms of you don't give a kick in the arse to a lad and he's a pat in the back. You don't give a pat in the back to a lad and he's a kick in the arse. Like before, lads were giving everyone a kick in the fucking arse. And I think it's only genuinely becoming more of a thing in the last few years where lads are recognising that. And I think you get more out of lads for it. You know, and that's that's so that's so important. Like there's still there's still actual coaches out there and managers that approach it with, no, I'm just going to be this way and that's that and I couldn't give a fuck. And that turns no. lads off. It does. No. You know, you so that's, know, that's really important. You don't know from day to day when a chap comes to the pitch, like, you know, he may have had a bad day in work, you know, he may have had a bad day in school or at home, you know, and, uh, you know, um, he's come down to the pitch and he wants to release it. He just wants to just release it. So, you know, you just need to understand that. And you won't understand that unless you get to know your players, you know. And same like with referees and that, like, you know what I mean? Lads balling off the sideline at referees and, and that, like, you know, how is that going to benefit your team? You know, you know some people say it's a kind of a psychology thing. Oh, yeah, give a bit of a bark at him. Like, you know, he's probably going to give us a turn in, in, on, on the next ball or something like that. It doesn't work that way, you know what I mean? So it's so important that you hold yourself well, like, you know, as a coach when you're on the sideline, you know, and, um, and then staying in the pitch with the, with, with the players. At the end of the day, they're, they're, they're amateur, you know, amateur they're, they're coming from hard days work like you know whatever like you know and come into the pitch and you know to do a bit of training so you have to give them a bit of leeway you know mm. and does that go on us to an extent as well that like for people out there the lengths that managers go to to make sure their players are you know in good form because tommy i know this about you and christy i know to a certain extent i don't know much about it but i know more about tommy's suggestion but i know you, you said a different stage you'd be wise 
voice noting lads and WhatsApp and all. And that was your way of trying to have a little chat with them. And it's difficult during COVID and stuff. But the point I'm trying to make is I think a lot of this happens that people don't see where there's a lot of phone calls outside. Like the hour and a half isn't really the easiest part in a training thing because that's where you're there. And, you know, it's everything else outside of that. I found from managing that the head goes into overdrive. In 2017, I was with the neighbouring miners in a slater with Lachlan and I could not tune out, right? I think the easiest part was actually being in the field during the session because you're always thinking about it. Always, always thinking about it. At least I was anyway. And how to maybe get something out of that or whatever. How, you know, you're chatting to them and stuff like that. So is that yeah. something, like, I think it's important to make that point. You know, is it the same with, with you guys, like Chris? Yeah. You know, in particular. Yeah. I, know, I know it about for, you, Tom, but, you know. For me, like, I always seen it, say, from, from my own point of view, say, if I arrived up and Tommy and Tara were doing a session, before anybody graced the field, they were there. Everything was set up. So as a player, you knew that you just had to go out and do what you had to do. You didn't have to worry about drills being ready or whatever. The session was planned and it was always planned. Um, and that takes time. That wasn't just made up in the spot five minutes beforehand. Like from my point of view, I suppose, I don't know, some people will call you Egypt or whatever, you're, you care too much. But like once you get, say me or you get Tommy or the Skippies or whoever, Brendan Hayden, there's loads of good people, the John Hickeys, that like you're getting all of us. Like all your all our all my attention was collection this year. Like train was a half seven. I was in the field at half six at mm. the latest. And mm. I wasn't getting home till half nine and it's only fifteen minutes away from my house. Mm. Half nine, ten o'clock. And then like for me, you're just you're you're going through so much of it on the field that you miss a lad, he get he jumps out quickly after training, you don't get to actually talk to him face to face. So on the car journey home, I'm right, I need to ring this lad. Tomorrow I need to ring this lad. Uh right uh, check in on this lad. Did he see did he make his physio appointment? That it's never ending. And it's yeah. it is hard to switch off. Then you're thinking, right, we did this bad or we did this good in the last game. We need to work on this this week and train. I really need to hammer this point with these three players. Like they're just not getting the point of what we're looking for. And like, uh, I suppose I'm learning on the job as well. Like, you you try your best to get through to players on a one to one, whether it's a phone call or a conversation on a pitch. But if he's not getting it on a one to one, I'm like, it's in color there. This is what I'm asking you to do, and now I'm asking you in front of everybody. So there's no gray area. If you don't get it when I'm talking to you one on one, I'm going to say it in front of everybody what I'm trying to get out of you, and then. When you're not doing it on the field or you are doing it, you'll get your pat on the back. Or if you're not doing it, you'll get the he's after asking you five times this week to do this. Why aren't you doing it? So um yeah, it's it's learning. I don't think you're ever going to master it. I think you can only do your best. And I like I always come back to it, I suppose, with a teacher's hat on as well. There are people that are in front of you. Um and their life and even yeah, in an estate here, someone two doors down can be living a very different life than what I'm living. A child coming to school is living an extremely different life to what I'm living. Uh, so, like, you have to be very conscious that we're not all the same and we don't all come from the same backgrounds. We don't know if there's a family member sick at home, if, I don't know, uh, if there's issues with kids, if your grandparents sick, if you're just after having someone pass away, if work is absolutely shite and you just need to get over it and you don't know how to get over it, you just don't know. So I think this day of like, oh, come on to fucking drive it on. 
what mm. does that mean? It was, it was it's like the Bangs Home game today. Kick it in to who? I was just like, this is branded. Who are they going to kick it into? Like people mm. need to just stop and mm. think a little bit. Yeah. Can I just ask a question then in terms of to both of you? Like, how did you actually switch off? Like, how do you switch off when you're with a team? What do you do? Do you go for run like go for a walk? What what do you do in the downtime? Because it is hard. If I I never I suppose I I never really switched off because I, I, I used to be sitting at home here with with paper on the on the, on the table and 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 writing out you know t- say teams are putting lads in positions like that I feel like you know might might benefit the the team and um. Uh, I just, I, I, I just love that. But I, I said to you before, Kevin. Like, I mean, I was so blessed and very lucky that I worked with some lovely players, really, really talented players. And the lad there that's on it with me there was one of them, you know. Um, so I was very lucky that way. But you know, as regards the football, me, I was, I just like right, thorough myself. So so committed to the damn thing. Like, I mean, uh, I'll give you an example. Like, I mean, that uh, we were training at seven o'clock down near Oak when I and. Uh, I had to go to Trilly Beggs with a load up to the pier. So I got up at 2 o'clock in the morning, drove the truck up, was on the pier, and got the load off, came back down the road, and was in there up for, I think it was around 7 o'clock, I arrived in, like, you know, and you, you, I, done, I done mad things, like, you know, like that, like, you know, and, but I loved it. But I hated this thing, like, you know, I said, like, you know, we're not training at 7 o'clock, and I arrived in at quarter past or 20 past 7, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I used to. I could never. I could never do that to, to players. Like you know, I always believe that if you if you're going to do it, do it right. Put the time and, and effort into it. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. Th- absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. And had some great times. But I I think you know. I mean, the players should get all the credit for for the efforts they put into it. And, and even even the lads at the present day. Like I mean, they have gone through COVID. You know, gone through a lot of things this year. Like you know. With their families and that, and there they are still turning up for a club. They'd be junior, junior A, junior B. It doesn't matter. You know, I take my hat off to, to the whole lot of them and to the people that are involved with the teams. And um, you know, it's it's their credit. Like I mean, and we, that we we're going to see competitions, finals and semi-finals. Like you know, so uh, I I I pull huge credit back to all the players that have come through this season. Like you know, it's, it hasn't been easy for anybody. So no. Um, Looking forward to to the, to the weekend now, like, you know. Absolutely. So last lastly to you then, Chris, you just asked the question and you know, Tommy kinda pulled back to the players there and and rightly so there's a massive effort going in. But you know, for for the coaches listening, the downtime, what are you doing to try and switch off? I know you're very you're very active anyway, like you don't like being idle. That's the way you are as a person. But how do you switch off? Uh, I don't <laughs> No, <laughs> uh, no. I, in fairness, I suppose one great thing we have a sixteen-month-old child, and like win, lose, or draw, you come home and you give him a hug, and kind of it settles everything down. Where before, I might talk for three days, uh, and I'm I'm serious about that. I just get nothing, and even friends are at like I go in school, and just there's no point in raising the conversation because I won't talk about. It. Until I'm over myself, kind of. Um, oh, I don't know if you ever do. Like you're like I no. nearly the cars like your office now. You're nearly switching on, and you're seeing is there a podcast there that I can get a little, little bit over? Is there a match there? Can I? How are they doing the high press? Mm-hmm. Are they doing something different? Or yeah, like 
I suppose sometimes you can nearly overanalyze it and overlook at things. Um, but I don't think you do because you're just trying to get it's a one lad, yeah, one lad going. I suppose like for for me, yeah. sport is my vice, right? Mm. You can have your pint, you can do drugs, you can tackle mm. women, whatever you want, right? But this is this is sport is my vice, and I love doing it. And like maybe I should be still playing, but like the thrill for me is seeing can you get a group of people achieve something that maybe one they didn't think they could achieve. And two, just coming together and giving it everything and seeing where it takes you. Because, yeah. like, I look at Nike and Adidas, right? Billion dollar companies. Nike's slogan is just do it, right? And then Adidas, impossible is nothing. Like, don't say to me that you can't do something because it can be done and it can be achieved as long as you need everyone to row in. And is that daydreaming? Possibly. Maybe I'm too positive. I don't know. But uh, no, I just, I, I genuinely love it. I love, like, I love just sauntering by Dr. Cullen or if there's floodlights on and just going in and having an old mew, see what's going on and see could I even pick up an old trailer or two. Um, mm. Or then just take on a match, see who the new up-and-comer is, see who lads are getting on. Mm. Um yeah, I, I genuinely don't think you do switch off, to be honest. I'd, I'd have sleepless nights. Good or oh, bad. Yeah. I, I <laughs> you have been all right. Jesus Christ, you'd be yeah, dropped demented. Yeah. Um, but um, no, like I suppose I'm seeing it from a different side now where I'm the coach or the manager and like it's all on you. It's If it's a good result, great. Mm. Uh, if it's a bad result, it's on you. Everything that happens is a reflection of me say so like do you take it personally yeah damn right you do if you didn't take it personally you shouldn't be in the game because mm -hmm. like it's supposed to mean something um and then other t things like uh, i'd be very open and honest to say well that's a failure on my part and as a player mm -hmm. i would have been kind of the same well i hope so Tommy can vouch for like that. If if you fuck up, you own up like it. That's my mistake. I did it. I was wrong. And I'd love say, even in school, you're trying to instill in young lads like, take responsibility, take personal responsibility. Even if things aren't going right with the team, you can control what you do. Like you can take personal responsibility for yourself. And then that feeds into the bigger thing of the team and everybody pulling in together. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree wholeheartedly. I just want that makes sense. Thought those one, but one <laughs> thing that you said that struck me, you're talking about the slogans for uh, Nike and Adidas and mm. the message behind that, right? And you were saying, is it daydreaming? I'll tell you why it's not because if you don't have that mindset going in, you're failed before you start. Yeah. Right? You have failed before you started. And yes, you can have the mindset and still fail, but you're giving yourself a queer lot better chance. Oh, but Kev, a queer lot better like, chance. You have to have it. Jeez, I was in teens and the people wouldn't have gave us uh, a kick in the horse box, right? Uh, but I genuinely would not have packed my kit bag to go train and, or to go to a match if I didn't think I was going to win. Hmm. Now, regardless of the game. Regardless, yeah. I couldn't yeah. give a shy. Uh, hmm. like, and the bigger they are, kind of the harder to fall. And that was that was the best challenge because like Tyrone and this year's Ireland, people said that they wouldn't and they couldn't or whatever. Jeez, that's, that's some galvanizing for a team. Like, and do you know, if if you come out the far side, like that's yeah. like you could write books on it. 
it comes back to though, lads. I mean, uh, what was said that if if you go to training right and you start messing around, go, coming one night and missing a night and all that, then when it, when it comes to 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 chapter game in the back of your mind, you know, so well, sure, I haven't really put the, put put the, the time into this, so it doesn't really matter. But when you go and you put the time into it, and you brush your arse, you're you're at every training session, you're working your socks off. When you get into a game, you know you have to work done. In your mind, you're you're set, you're ready to go, you're there, and you're going to win again. You know what I mean? So it's all about you know your it's your like, attitude and your approach. Yeah, it's like that. Like I say, even now, say for for me, I see it, county levels have brought up five notches in the last five years, right? And good elite clubs now are after raising to our inter-county teams were five years ago. And if you're standing still, you're just going to get left behind, lads. And yeah. what I mean by that is like progression in the club, coach education, gym programs, everything like that, right? And lads are say clubs can't do it. You can do anything once you put your mind to it, right? Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I just see that like if say a good player might come training or might give 80% or 90% he'll always be a good player right mm-hmm. a great player he'd look after his nutrition his strength and conditioning he'd be always at training and then the exceptional players covers all bases the rest their sleep their recovery their nutrition their strength and conditioning everything like that and they are putting in the extra hours before and after training, whether it's kicking freeze, taking goal kicks, mm. kicking off their weaker foot, whatever it is, they're the outstanding players that cover mm. all the bases. Mm. That's my personal opinion. Mm. It's great yeah. to get that insight from, from that coach's point of view. Do you know what I mean? Lads, um, I think we'll leave it there. We're after going through a good bit for uh, have I called him one day, as the fella said. Um, I'll be going straight to the bed, I think. I'd say the audio <laughs> mightn't be out till tomorrow morning. I'll be very straight about um, aside from that, we just want to give a shout out to the lads with the social hurling. Like Joe got that up and going in the space of a week and did the right number there last Friday um, for the first uh, social hurling. <clears throat> and I believe there's a uh, up to an hour or two ago, I think there was 16 or 17 lads after committing again for uh, for this Friday. So that's savage to see that and delighted. Mm. Um, yeah, social football one going as well. Um, you know, mm. now the hurling one is up and going, but uh. Fair play to them. And um, yeah, so that's it. All is left to do, I suppose, is just get mentioned to our sponsors, their on-point performance analysis, uh, who provide video analysis solutions to sporting teams of all levels. You can follow them on social media. Uh, they're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The same as ourselves, at the left wing back is our one. Um, and then in terms of getting in touch with on-point performance analysis, there's the uh, uh, email address, onpointperformanceanalysis.gmail.com. Ours is leftwingbackpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, that's where we leave it, lads. Uh, thanks very much once again. You're very good with your time. And um, we'll do it all again next week. We, we're going to be obviously looking at finals. Um, best look to the teams competing in those. The Junior C semi finals, actually, sorry, just to mention they're on uh, this weekend as well. Um, Bottom Sunday, 12 15, Tin Ireland, Clonmore, and St. Patrick's. They're actually Bottom Tin Ireland. Uh, at the earlier time at 12, it's St. Mullins and Ballin. So, um, yeah, listen, lads, thanks a million again. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, we'll you next week, Ari. See you. Same bad time. Same bad channel. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put it all up. Thanks for joining.